Welcome to Hype Louisville, where we bring you the most exciting things happening in our city and talk to the people making it happen. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew Beckman and Nathan Shanks. Let's get hyped. Hype Louisville, what is up? What's going on, Louisville? My name is Nathan Shanks. And I'm Andrew Beckman. And we are Hype Louisville. I'm excited, man. I'm excited too. This is going to be great. We're going to talk about things going on in the community that hype us up. And uh, usually this uh, recording will follow uh, a workout of some sort. So we'll have some good blood flow, good energy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I like keeping the Friday morning uh, routine going. Hell yeah. Every Friday. Perfect way to start the weekend. Yeah. Get hyped up. We can shoot the breeze. So My legs are feeling it, man. Yeah, I could not believe how difficult it was just doing lunges up and down. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the first set, I was like, oh, man, this is nothing. And then when I when I checked in to see you on the rower and how much time you had left, I was like, <laughs> golly. I was struggling on the inside. Going to have to modify real quick. I'm used to making you hurt on the trails on the, and yes. you busting my ass this morning. Yeah, gym, man. So I know. Uh, way to mix it up. Absolutely, yeah. Get some good core work, some diversity exactly. in the training. Exactly, yeah. Well, and you know, in the winter when it's so cold out, you know, it's nice to get a little buff for the. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Our wives um, love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Except it's challenging when you're trying to coordinate, as you know, who's going to watch the baby when I'm working out and vice exactly. versa. Exactly, so. exactly. Yep. Well, um, what is Hype Louisville? Maybe we should. So yeah, uh, why? Why are we even here? I think it's a great opportunity for us to grow our network and build some relationships with some people that are doing some really cool things in and around mobile that otherwise we wouldn't know about. Yeah. And and I know you're in sales. I'm in sales. But I think both of us would attest that you know it's the relationships we have with with our clients that are that make 100%, the job fun. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm- I'm super passionate about connecting people and networking, and I see that as a per. This is a perfect outlet, yeah, to do yeah. that. So I'm super pumped about that, and I think it's cool how we just stumbled into this too, from just like our Friday morning runs, having yeah. a good conversation, and it's like, man, we ought to, we ought to record this. Like, this is some useful conversations. So- Other people will definitely want to listen to us banter. <laughs> you know, it's almost like you know, you sit at a bar and it's like, man, we should open a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, the people that end up actually opening the bar sometimes are quite successful. Exactly, yeah. You know? yeah. John Linehan told me this great story the other day. I, I was asking him about working with commercial tenants and where the line is drawn with advising on the, the business, the, the value of the business, or do I focus solely on will the real estate space fit that needs? And my, my advice, the scope of my representation and counsel kind of ends where the property line is instead yeah. of taking it a step further and advising on the business operations or, and I was asking exactly. him why, cause I, you know, a lot of times probably you as well get looped in on, well, you oh. know, if you switch your business model and do Taxes this, get brought up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And you it's just uh, kind of step back and say, that's not my, that's not my that's team. not my expertise. Well, and the reason he said it, he gave me this great example about how back in the uh, 90s when he was starting to, or maybe it was 80s, I don't know, but he had acquired some commercial property and one of his top tenants calls him up and he's like, look, you know, my, my daughter's flying in from California mm-hmm. 
and she's going to open up a restaurant that focused solely on breakfast to like blue collar workers and they yeah. air and she wanted to do it in you know an up and coming questionable area which at the time was the highlands and 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 so and he you know john remembers telling this client of his like man i don't think that's a good idea at all like you know i think a restaurant concept only at breakfast catering to middle class might not be that successful well 20 years later lynn's paradise cafe became one of the most coveted (laughs) restaurants and you know and and he said from that day on he would just show her property lynn and then uh and they they started over on frankfurt avenue and ultimately ended up on barrett yeah but that that concept was extremely risky for anybody Mm -hmm. that was looking at the numbers and looking at the projections and ultimately what he was saying was like what do i know yeah you know i'm just here to sell real estate (laughs) you know i thought that was a very interesting story especially because it ended up being lens yeah yeah that's crazy you just never know what's gonna yeah who am i to say your business idea is stupid when maybe it is but at the same time why not just say hey i think that's gonna be a great idea dive in and go for it yeah that's amazing and i don't even know the history of lens paradise cafe did it was it a hit right away or did it take her a long time or you know i don't know i don't know all i but i do remember that when i was a kid like that was a place my dad would take us on sunday after mass okay it's like let's see if we can and there would always be a line at the door mm-hmm. yep. and this was in the mid 90s yeah. so i would assume yeah. it it probably had some pretty quick relatively you know right. what do they say uh if you can get in the red after five years you're yeah the red yeah yeah. Or in the black or something. Yeah. Honestly, so I don't know. I, I really don't know. I just, I remember him telling me that story when I was, uh, where, where the line on advice begins and falls, right. you know, based on someone's business idea. And it's like, you know, business is one of those things that it seems like if you're the one willing to take a swing and have the energy and momentum, you know, which is perfect for Hype to Louisville. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Man, she would have been a great guest. She would have been, yeah. Twenty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well we can find we can find some more. What kind of guests are we gonna have on this? I mean to me I see it as I mean, you're a real estate expert. I know the insurance. Mm-hmm. You'll probably talk about some real estate. I'm sure I'll bore everybody with some insurance topics yeah. at some point. Yeah. But I, I see this as our local entrepreneurs, business owners that are making moves in the community that we think people should know about. I agree. I think that would be great because I bet a lot of people don't know what some of the cool things that our local business entrepreneurs are doing. Exactly. Shaking the bush, dude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, and that'll just give us opportunities to have good conversations and learn from it. And hopefully the three or four people that listen to this will learn from it too. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And maybe we can entertain them along the way on Friday. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'd love to hear from you all, our wives that are probably listening to this first episode (laughs) what should you expect from us in 2021 that's a good topic i know you nathan have put together a line of uh, yeah we've got some great guests we've got some very exciting guests um i'm really excited to hear from them and uh i think we'll come up with a lot more going forward The, the more moves that are happening in 2021 there's a lot of opportunity this year yeah based on the recovery of the pandemic and everything happening right now i think We'll see a lot of exciting things. So yeah, I mean, I you know that brings up a great topic. One one thing that I think we should ask from all of our guests and talk about too is like, so yeah, we in our generation at this time in our lives, there's more market distortion than there's ever been, and with that, 
I don't know where the million dollar move is, but it's, it's out, out there. A hundred percent. And and evidently it's GameStop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> just get your Robin Hood account, and next thing you yeah, know, you're just you're like a billionaire. You're like Axel Rose on billions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your own exactly. little hedge fund. Exactly. In your mom's basement. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, asking these entrepreneurs what they're seeing in their local markets based on what their business is, you know, yeah. me speaking about the insurance and me about the real estate market. It'll be really interesting to hear how other entrepreneurs, what what opportunities they're seeing with everything in flux. I mean, restaurant operators and hospitality operators have taken such a hit, but it's going to come back, right? Yeah. And so there's guys out there coming back. Yeah. Taking advantage of the opportunity now. Yeah, yeah. While they're just printing money off. Acquiring (laughs) restaurants, opening up new concepts, and it eventually will blow up. Yeah, yeah. So this will be great. Perfect timing. Yeah, I think so too. All right, so we've talked about Hype Louisville, what it is, what we're going to expect. I know a lot of people will be wondering, who the hell is this guy Nathan Shanks has a podcast with? So uh, why don't uh, Beckman tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> well, I'm honored. I'm honored to be invited here in this privilege, you know, the, the aura of Nathan Shanks. Oh, my God. Get out of here. <laughs> but no, I really am grateful that that because i've been wanting to do something like this and it's way more fun with a buddy and you're in sales you understand the customer service end, but also relationships and i'm big on that that's what my business is so yeah so a little bit about me i'll just jump right into it how about it anything you leave out i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) blurt out anyway (laughs) i met nathan through my uh my college roommate uh smithson andrew smithson shout out to that guy so my family so I'm the oldest of three kids. My mom and dad still live over on Nans Avenue in St. Matthews. I went to public school my whole life, Went to ended up at Murray State. I ran cross country at Murray State, always kind of been an endurance athlete, really enjoyed running. My dad was a runner, triathlon. I got into biking, and after I burned out of cross country and graduated from undergrad, I got into cycling and racing bikes and uh, didn't know what I was going to do, ended up out in Colorado for a year and then found myself in law school. <laughs> what else are you going to do when you major in literature and philosophy? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was good. I always wanted to, I wanted to make a difference and to potentially be in government and uh, public service. So I got a master's in civic leadership when I was in law school and the JD and I went on to become a state's attorney and work for Tom Wine as a, a felony prosecutor in the narcotics unit. Loved it. It was a great experience. I was in court every day. I was trying cases. I was uh, arguing with people a lot smarter than me, and I was getting my teeth kicked in from time to time, but (laughs) did some good work, met a lot of great people, and then everyone comes on that point in their life where, you know, money becomes a little bit more of an issue, and I was burning out a little bit arguing every day, to be honest, arguing every day in court. Yeah. Had acquired some rental property in Germantown while I was a prosecutor, my primary residence being being the first one, I started to see the value in, in real estate and I started looking in that direction. And my best friend from back in the day, racing triathlons and bikes, Luke Neubauer, he he encouraged me to take a leap and so did my so did a couple other role models in my life and got into real estate sales, retail basically, and continued to grow the investment side, but focused really on retail. And I've been doing real estate sales now for three years. I'm at Lenahan Sotheby's. I love it. I love selling. I love the people, the relationships. And it's the thing I missed 
people are like, oh, you must miss trying cases and being in court and not really. It was yeah. very stressful, but yeah. I missed the people, the cops, the prosecutors, the public defenders. You know, a lot of the public defenders that I argued against, you know, they were just like me, young kids, just graduated from law school, barely making enough money to pay student loan bills. And we were all in the same boat, just in different sides of the adversarial process. And so I'm the people. I missed yeah. cutting the breeze. That's why I love our runs. Yep. You know, I love network. I'm networking with you. We're networking, exactly, but like yeah. we're trading ideas, like hearing your progress and your goals from where, because we'll talk about this at some point, but insurance and real estate is a, is long term. Not far off either. Yeah. The experience. Yeah. That's the impressive thing to me that you, I mean, it's hard jumping into a sales role where you've got a steady income. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Everything's fine. You, you know, you're buying rental properties, everything's good. And you just, you cut that salary off and boom, you're in sales and you're, you're making your own income. You're eating it's, what you kill. Yeah. It's, it's it takes a brave individual to do that. So it's, it's not for everybody. It's not. I will. I got to give a little credit to, you know, a lot of people are asking me about the transition and all that. And I, I will say that I was very blessed that my wife, uh, you know, because I'd had that conversation. Yeah, you know, I'm exactly. not going to bring in any income for maybe three to four months, yeah. you know, and I don't have any idea. And when you do, it's not going to be that much. No, it's, it's a lo- and it's a long-term gain. I exactly. Mean, you're doing very well now, but I've heard you mention what your first two years you were going to two or three networking events, like every every week. Every week, every week yeah, I was and then, out till eight o'clock at night networking. Yeah, yeah, building your business, building and, my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I uh, uh, I'll do a book plug. Yeah, uh, I read a book called by a guy named Harvey McKay, and uh, it's called Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. I've given it out as gifts. I I. I preach that book all the time, but dig your well before you're thirsty basically means build your network before you actually need one. So by the time you're in a role, like a sales position where you're, you're eating what you kill, right? your network is, is there. You already have contacts and you have centers of influence and you have mentors and yeah. it's not such a struggle early on. So, I mean, anyone young, like in college, right out of college, huge book to read. That book changed my mindset professionally. You know, and that's a good point, man. You're more well-read than I am, but we should bring some excerpts of our favorite books that really touched us. Oh, yeah. You know, that's great. I mean, I've heard you mention that before in our runs, but I think that's the foundation of certainly my business and yours as well. Like, I didn't really have words to describe it, but I I knew early on when I got into real estate, it was all about your relationships. And uh, well, why don't you tell me more about about you, man. Like, I know most of these people know you already, no. but yeah, our parents know me and yeah, uh, Sarah, <laughs> yeah, Kelly. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So I'm born and raised here too. Grew up in Middletown. I was a Catholic school boy growing up, St. Margaret Mary, and uh, my dad had gone to Trinity, and I actually went to Trinity for two years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I went to Trinity for two years. Followed my dad's footsteps, and uh, I kind of missed my uh, Middletown boys. They were all at Eastern. Not all of them. I had a lot of friends at, at Trinity, too, playing ball with and otherwise. But, uh, yeah, my buddies from Middletown convinced me to... Like Andrew Smithson and Austin? Or Andrew and, uh, like, my buddies Kevin Jordan, Philip Lady, Ben Helmrich. Phil Lady? Yeah. Yeah, those guys... Uh, I remember Phil from Murray. They yeah. dragged me to, to Eastern for my junior and senior year. And it was awesome. I had a blast. Yeah. I made friends at Trinity, St. X, Sacred Heart, Assumption. And then I moved over to Eastern and 
kind of doubled my network. Nice, dude. Uh, you've been, you've been networking Asian. since... Yeah, I've been networking since uh, 2004. 16, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, it worked out great. I had a blast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, so, that's interesting. I, I, I read something the other day. Like, everybody is a marketer themselves. You know, whether you're in sales or not, you, you don't really understand. Like, even if you're just clocking in and clocking out, like, you're selling something to somebody. Yeah. You may not know it, Absolutely. But you're marketing yourself to someone, and uh-huh. and so it's like, well, how do you? If that's the case, do you always need to watch what you're doing? And that's kind of the first thing that I thought was like, man, if that's true, then I always have to be on it, right? And right. I'm like, you know, I think people tend to depreciate that genuine authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, just absolutely. You know, you don't have to be on. You just have to be you, and right? Consistent. Consistent. And, yeah. And trustworthy. Yeah. Do what you're gonna well, do. What you say, say you're gonna, gonna do. do yeah. and say what you mean. Yeah. yeah. My dad told me early on. He was like, if you if you were nothing but trustworthy and consistent, and you do what you say you're gonna do, and you're reliable, you will be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's kind of you know it's funny. Uh, is your dad in sales? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He does uh, commercial flooring. He sells to. Oh yeah. That's commercial general contractors. He yeah. sells the floor. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. My dad also is in sales, and he kind of. Said, has always said the same thing, you know, if your focus is on helping others get what they want, right? you know, and just being a good, you know, a nice person, yep. you're going to win in I the long th- run. I think it was Grant Cardone that <laughs> said, uh, don't try to make your first million dollars. Try to help your first million people and the money is just going to show up. Right. You don't right. need to worry about the money. If you can help a million people get something that they want. The money's gonna overflow. It's yeah. it's irrelevant. Yeah. So just focus on providing value and helping people, and the, and the income will just arrive. And it's hard, man, because in sales, you know, we're we're so focused on goals, which I know we're yeah. gonna talk about. Like sometimes you forget that it's the process. Yeah. Of just helping, you know, and then the money will come, you know, because I know. You know, when once we, you know, any business is going to have to tr- have measurables to track yours, yep. mine, and and every, you know, you don't want to reduce any client to a number, but then when, at the end of the year, when you're looking at everything, you're tracking numbers. Yeah. And uh, I think sometimes that's that's the difference between a good salesman, or maybe I should say a career salesman, mm-hmm. and someone just trying to make quick money. Right. You've got someone who understands that it's long term. Exactly. Helping others will get me where I need to go in the long run, whereas others look at it as just a commission or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for me, commission. How much did I sell this week? How much did I sell? Yeah, how many accounts did I close? Right. I don't know your lingo, but something like that, right? Yeah. Accounts or... Yeah, say accounts. Accounts, yeah. yeah. Yep. But um, what are some of your hobbies, man? I kind of talked about... No, you're good. I mean, yeah, I mean um, they know we run, but... My biggest hobby outside of like family and, and my daughter and everything would, would right. be like personally it's golf yeah because um, you spend a lot of time doing it or not i don't spend a ton of time doing it i used to spend a ton of time doing it before yeah. before i had college busy, but yeah. yeah it's just kind of like a, a way for me to go kind of relax and not think about anything you just kind of lose yourself in the game and people that don't play golf probably don't understand that but for me it clears my head like mm-hmm. i i can and i, I like to walk Mm-hmm. And it's just a walk in the park, and, and you can strategize your way through a golf course. It makes you think about something that's not, not stressing work. you out, yeah. and not work. And but you're still using your brain. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's good time spent with friends. And like my dad and I play together all the time, so Did it's you? good. Okay. Yeah, QT for me and my dad, and 
and the networking, right? I and mean, networking, yeah. It's great to go play with prospects, clients, yeah. uh, you know, coworkers. It's good team building. It's yeah. It's, Didn't you tell me one time that like your your membership pretty much pays for itself based on the business you get from yeah from yeah networking mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's definitely again long term yeah. but it's in there exactly so you've gotten into running in the past few years though pretty heavily haven't you yeah I was a runner back in the day like early twenties and uh, I ran a couple half marathons I always did the triple crown and um, I just got busy yeah. <laughs> After, I mean, after I got into sales and networking, and networking and everything, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard to stay consistent. And uh, I've over the past two years really gotten back into it. I run about 20 miles a week and uh, that's not overbearing. It's a few miles a day or you can pick some up on the weekend. I do right. a long run every Saturday or Sunday. Catch and, up from uh, anything you yeah. missed. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine, Betsy Euler Appleton, is from here. Moved to Australia and just recently moved back a couple of years ago. And last year, she told me in January she was going to run a thousand miles in 2020. And I was like, I like that. I'm going to run a thousand miles in 2020. And uh, I set a plan. And it's really it's 20 miles a week gets you to a thousand and forty miles. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, a thousand it's miles. Twenty times fifty-two is, is. Initially, I was like, damn. Yeah, dude. it's not. It's not that bad. But twenty a week compounded. I mean, I bet there's been. I mean. There's weeks where you don't get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, it's funny. I was uh, I was about 40 miles ahead of pace by, like, October. Okay. And uh, we were running through Cherokee. And remember, I locked my calf up. And yeah. We had to walk home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was out for, like, a month. Oh, yeah. So man, I went yeah. from 40 miles ahead of pace to 40 miles behind, behind pace. pace. So I had to bust it to get... You got it, though? I got it, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, In December? In December, yeah. Nice, man. Good work. Yeah, it was... That's hard around the holidays, too. Exactly, yeah. You're eating all the food. All Staying up late, and it's cold, dark. It's no fun. You want to sleep, yeah. 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 But at that point, you're so far down the road, it's like, I can't not do it, right? Like, there's no way I'm not going to get there. Right. Like, if I'm running at 10 o'clock at night on December 31st, I'm going to hit the thousand miles. Like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, that's pretty much my hobbies: golf, running. Obviously, I like to brewery hop and try out some beers and hang out with buddies and yeah, travel and and all that fun stuff too. So. Hang out with your daughter and yeah, your wife occasionally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When she'll when she'll when have she'll me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. How did you get into insurance though? Because I know when I yeah. remember rekindling with you, like, uh, or when. Andrew was in college. You were you were working at UPS nights and going to U of L. Yeah, and uh, just it seemed like you were. <laughs> it was a grind. A grinding. It was yeah. a grind, and I decided then that I wanted to be in sales. Okay. And uh, it's funny you mentioned that because you mentioned how everyone's always selling. Yeah. That that mindset, and when I applied for my first sales job, it was an entry level sales job for a manufacturing company who was selling axles to heavy duty truck manufacturers. Like I knew nothing about it. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm ne- I've never done work on cars. Like I'm yeah. clueless. And uh, in the interview, they, they said, you know, what's your sales experience? I don't see anything on your uh, resume regarding sales, but can you give us, you know, some thoughts on your sales experience? And I basically said, you know, I've been an operations manager at UPS for five years and no, I haven't technically sold products, but I've had to sell ideas to my employees for years 
stuff they haven't wanted to do, stuff that doesn't make sense to them, that I saw the value in them like doing things a certain way or working a little bit harder or whatever. And I had to sell that to them. Yeah. It wasn't a product, but right. I still had to be a salesperson in the fact of like selling them the idea and the mindset to get things done. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, you have to ask them, but I think that kind of put me over the edge of, of yeah. getting my first sales job. Well, and that's the thing. It's just whatever it takes to right. get the first job because yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to start somewhere, you right. know? Yeah, that's when I realized I was done with being a prosecutor. It's kind of like I'm gonna end up somewhere, and I'm just gonna start working hard, and you know, yeah. it'll 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 pay off. It'll it'll work out. It'll pay off exactly. Yeah. So I did that for uh, a little over two years, two years, and then yeah. uh, I was in a salary position, not making much. I wasn't making any commission, and uh, I had about twelve million dollars a year in sales. So you were like, if and I was commissioned, I would, I would be doing really well. And yeah. I was 25 ish, something like that, about 25, 26 and not making very much money. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is, this is BS. I need to, I need to do something that's going to, that's going to pay off for me in the long run right. that I can build over time. So I, I looked at financial advisor and insurance. And one of my mentors suggested that I meet with a guy that owned his own insurance company. And uh, it was a wholesale broker. So he sold insurance to insurance agencies. Mm -hmm. So basically insurance agencies agencies that couldn't access certain insurance companies. Because not any agent can write business with any insurance company. You've got to be contracted. Mm -hmm. So uh, I kind of helped agents access other markets that they didn't have access to. So what what do you call that? That's a... It's a business-to-business type of operation, right? Yeah, it's B2B. Um, yeah, B2B, it was through the agency. Mm-hmm. So I, I would sell, I would quote business for agencies, and then they would sell it to the client. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, that was frustrating in its own right, not having any power over mm-hmm. the actual sale. Right. I'd do all the work, and then, and then it was totally out of my hands if it got sold or not. Right. And then that was kind of a regional position, and I was doing a lot of networking locally. So my network being built wasn't necessarily an insurance. It was business owners and people hustling in Louisville that I couldn't provide any service to because I was solely selling to agencies. So I actually had a few agencies start recruiting me to become an independent agent and move over to the agency side. And that's how I ended up where I am now with with my company. So yeah. long, drawn out road to well, uh, yeah, but I insurance mean- agent. And then, but I mean, it seems what I keep hearing is you get into something, work hard, rise up in it, yeah. you know, pivot, start over and Other do it again. Come then, on. But the do- common denominator is there's a lot of grind behind. Exactly. In the, in the beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which seems to be, there's yeah. no shortcut to nope. being successful. You got to put in the work. Put in the time. Yeah. Yeah. What are your 2021 goals? Oh man, as far as my goals go, I try to set them separately, personal and professional, but they kind of coincide at the same time. Right. I think for me, at least that I've found over the last few years, if I'm healthy personally, I am so much more productive professionally and I get so much more done. My mindset's better. So I think personal health for me is a big thing. So I've, I'm running a thousand miles again this year. That's one of my goals. And I like to read a lot. So uh, about 20, 
20 books a year. Is, is, 20 books a year. Man, that is so impressive. And it's it, and it sounds think, like a lot. It sounds, yeah. But it's it's less than two books a month. Like, it's not... Yeah. As long as you're consistently reading, then you're going to get there. Yeah. It's Man, inevitable. Every, that's another thing. Like, um, it seems like a common denominator, you know, Tim Ferriss writes about this and, and, and uh, Tribe of Mentors and everyone... Mm-hmm. But successful people read a ton. They invest yeah. a ton into self-education. Yeah. They read and they get up early. They get up early, and they, I, I heard exercise as well. Yeah. So yeah. We've got those two knocked exactly. out. I mean, you got all three. I got to work on the reading a little more, man. Yeah. Law school uh, made that painful. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. One of my buddies, Drew Ekman. Oh, like, yeah. He pulled me into Wipeout. Oh, he pulled. He That's how I got into YPAL in the first place. He's like, dude, just show up. You know, you'll like, I know you're going to like it. You've got the personality for it. That was a January time frame. I don't even, I'm not even going to try to remember what year that was. It was probably six years ago at this point. But uh, I went to, went to an event in a Jan, like January. And then by July, I've become an ambassador of YPAL, which is like, it's a leadership role, but it's not. It's kind of a step to the board. If you're interested in the board, that's a good way to like get more involved. Okay. And the next year, I was on the board as a director of membership, and then uh, applied for president elect right after that. So that's a three year commitment. So yeah. But Drew, when I was director of membership and he was president, he literally he was up at five a.m. He was then working all day. Yeah, all day. Dude, he would add frost those billables. I think it's six minute increments that they have to bill. He would work, whatever it is, it's <laughs> he intense. would work till five thirty, then show up at a wipe element till seven, seven thirty and go back to work. Go back to all yeah, yeah. probably it's like times. If an accountant knows what tax season is like, yeah. that was his life all yeah. the time. Like all of them. Yeah, I so. uh super impressed by him and Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you meant, you hit on something I think we should talk about is that, yeah, tell us about your involvement in YPAL. Yeah, um, for sure. So I kind of gave a little bit of background yeah. there. Uh, one year as ambassador, then I was a director for a year. I got into it as I was getting into sales. That's why I, want, I wanted to get clients, gain opportunities that way. And I became very passionate about networking and connecting people and helping them mm-hmm. any way I could. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a good feeling. Like I just really liked it. Yeah. So um, that's why I ended up getting as involved as I did and ended up becoming president is because I just really enjoyed how I could, the more people I met, the more I could connect them to other people. I, I'd talk, I'd talk to somebody about what they were working on and I'd say, Oh, you know, I know somebody that may be able to help with that problem you're having. And I'd, you know, connect them and yeah. it would work out. Maybe somebody get business out of it or, or they'd solve a problem they couldn't figure out or whatever it was. It just was fun. I really enjoyed it. And it, it's paid off in the long run unintentionally just by growing good relationships and absolutely, you know, yeah. be, you know, if I, if I want an intro or something to somebody, then you know, I don't feel bad asking. Right. Right. Yeah. For that. So yeah, it's just a, it's a great organization to just start your network and, and, meet new people because everybody in that organization is hustling yeah everyone's kind of the same they're out there relate. to meet people yeah you can they, relate to everyone yeah that's going to wipe out for sure yeah. so well cool well um so i heard you say that as far as your 2021 goals like by focusing on the on your personal health the processes you already have in place on the professional side 
it just kind of augments those. Exactly. Right? You, yeah. You're going to go to work every day and you're going to go to these network events. You're in YPAL. So by focusing on this personal goal of just running or staying active and healthy, the rest of it will kind of work itself out. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I've got my, you know, I have, you know, financial goals and revenue goals right, and things right. like that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I call so many people a week. I spend a couple hours a week prospecting and yeah, things like that. Yeah. Using and that's, CRM, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, using, talk about. using HubSpot. And, um, I mean, that's going to look different for everybody, depending yeah. on what they're doing, what their personality is. And I find that networking is more successful to me mm-hmm. than uh, cold calling, than just dialing for dollars. And I yeah. still do that. Like, if, if I, like, we're the endorsed agency for the Building Industry Association. So I know. And we've got proprietary programs that construction people in Kentucky can only get through us. Yeah. So I know by calling these people, I'm giving them something of value. I'm not just Joe Blow calling to write their insurance, you know, like I, I actually have a program for them that's right. different right. than anyone else's. Yeah. So I don't, I feel good about calling when I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the networking I, or the majority of the prospecting I do is referral based, just looking up companies I want to work with, figuring out who knows people in the organization and getting in that way. Yeah. Cause I track it. I track all the accounts I work on and how I got in the door. And if networking is the, is the way I got in my close ratio is, is so much higher yes. than if I just cold call. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's my entire business is that right. It's, exactly. it's my SOI and my database. Like I don't, I don't work Zillow leads. I don't work, cold calls like right it's referral and people i know and yeah. and then working floor duty at the office but mm-hmm. you know some leads come that way but that's that's it it's just so easy to get burned when you're not working, working with someone you know exactly already. yeah oh ab- yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah so we talked about my goals okay what yeah. the hell are you doing in 2021 yeah so uh this was the first year that i wrote um, since I got into real estate that I came up with a business plan, wrote out a one year, three year, 10 year credit to Andrew Boyd at Boyd Caterpillar and Andrew Llewellyn at Legendary. Both those guys really encouraged me to read this book called Traction by Gina Wickman okay. and come up with, you know, put some stuff in writing, even though my business was much smaller and I didn't think it needed it. It absolutely has changed my perspective. And so I've got some very specific goals, but in a nutshell, it's basically not to increase my revenue as much as really, well, train my dad who just joined my team. Like I really want to get That's him up so to, awesome. yeah, I want to get him That's up to so awesome. three to 5 million. And, and I want to really create some efficient systems and processes within my admin side of things with my assistant and really streamline the customer experience. That's like my focus for 2021. And then, and then, you know, as you probably know too, identifying red flags and situations that you might want to avoid because they can be a, you know, if you have one client that is kind of taking away from the quality of service, you can provide another one. Sometimes those, those business decisions need to be made. You know, this isn't a good fit because you have to do what makes sense. You got to do what makes sense. And, And so there's all those experiences that I've just had over the past three years that have really Because, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, getting into real estate, I didn't know much what I was doing. I knew I'm an attorney. I'm a competent individual. I knew people. It came fairly easy. But what didn't come easy was managing the business side. Right. Getting QuickBooks, a profit, looking at a profit, a P&L statement every month. And uh, so a lot of my goals are, are around just running the business 
the real estate business like a business. Yeah. And then my personal goals are to focus on consistently exercising. So kind of like the healthy thing. But for me, when I'm all in on the bike, I tend to forget professional side. And when I'm all in on the professional side, I tend to really suffer. So my goal is to is to really stay consistent with my little accountability, like running yeah. with you every Friday. Find that balance. Yeah, I built a gym in my basement to attract some of my closest friends I ride bikes with to come here and hold me accountable. And the yeah. goal is to just be consistent with that and focus on it for the same reason you are, really. I mean, because that, to me, has always, when I balance that, yeah, it, you know, my, my relationship with my wife and my family, everything is, is in sync. It's harmonious Flicks. when... When I get my at least four hours of exercise in, and honestly, for me, that like I love to sweat and move, like what we did this morning. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be much, just something right. to take that. Get your blood rate up. Yeah, and that kind of the yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's 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 again, it goes back to the relationship. I like running with you. I wouldn't run probably to be honest. I wouldn't run without you. Yeah, you know, if you were like you know, and I wouldn't have done that without someone or like mm-hmm. the guys that come that to mind. Yeah. And part of it is I don't go out to drink as much because of the kid. Right. You know, so my social interactions are with my buddies and the only time they have is from 6 a.m. 5.30 yeah. to 7. Yeah. Because they're hustling too. Yeah. You know, we all got kids and jobs. And so it's like, when can we hang out and shoot the shit? Well, when we work out in the morning. Right. Yeah. And exactly. so, and, and that, I don't know what you call that, but I've, I've been trying to define it. But like, that's a goal. Like for me, it's to maintain my, and yes, they're my friends. We're networking, but like, I really value my, the social relationship, you know, right. yeah. they could not ever use me for business and that'd be fine. I, I, I what I get out of it is the friend, you know, yeah. I love to shoot the shit. Yeah. And I, I could shoot the shit with someone for four hours and not talk about anything. And like, yeah. to me, I'm going to go home thinking, what a great day. Yeah. You know, and, I, and so I, but, but as you know, time management and sales, you, you, you got to prospect, you got to, you got to go, go, go. And sometimes, you know, I don't get to, so anyway, I guess what I'm saying is while we're riding our bikes, some days we're really getting after it, but a lot of times I'm just there to shoot the shit with my buddies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and, exactly. and listening to you, like, talk about like, how busy you are, like it's motivating. It's like, oh man, Nathan is not slowing down. You know, he's leaning into his business. Um, he's seeing progress, but you're not. I mean, you you didn't you say something like 2020? You just COVID hit and you leaned in even harder. And exactly, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I'd love to hear that. Kept rolling, and no one, not no one else. A lot. It seemed to me that a lot of other insurance agents just were hanging out. I saw that in real estate too. I mean, yeah. they, there was not a lot of drive going on, just kind of coasting. Oh, it's pandemic, quarantine, we can't do anything. Yeah. And it, it was just the exact opposite. That's when you need to show up for your clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was calling prospects saying, hey, here's what I've done. And you were educating them on like certain... Um, just basic tech stuff and PP... I mean, a little bit of that, uh, you know, offering opportunities there, but really it was just, you know, here's what I can do with your insurance policy. Right. You know, your revenues have gone way down. Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing half the revenue. Have you reduced that on your, on your insurance? Cause that's what your exposure is. That's how you're charged premium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a look. Right. Right. Yeah. And so adding value to them. Some people. I called, they'd say, oh, I'm going to talk to my agent about that. I'm like, okay, yeah. sounds good. But 
they've since called back some of them yeah. and said, oh, you know what? My agent never helped Followed me with Followed up that. with that. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah. blows my mind. The, the opportunity was so huge last year. And a lot of that's not even come to fruition for me yet. But right, right. it's just but the it's relationships built. Yeah, exactly. And that exactly. consistent. Yeah. 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 Someone called it a slingshot. Like I've pulled back the the pebble and now it's time to just let it rip. David and Goliath, dude, you're about to yeah. shoot that thing right up into yeah. Donald Trump's forehead. <laughs> Be the next president. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, man, but I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, and I'm excited, I think, because another uh, quote that popped into my head, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, I think, is credited with this. Don't check. Fact check. I mean, we need a fact checker, dude. Because you know? uh, I'll just bullshit, dude. I'll just, yeah. I, but I know I've heard this quote. I'm pretty sure it's from Warren Buffett, but it's like, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Yes. I don't know if that's Warren Buffett, but I've You've I heard that too. I've heard yeah. that often, and I think it's so true. Yeah. You're influenced by your closest circle. Yeah. The people, and, and so you want to be around people who are hustling. And I think this podcast will hopefully imbue its listeners, the two to three that we get, <laughs> with, uh, with like, hey, man, there's other people out there getting after it, whether it's insurance, real estate, or not even that. Like I said, any job, I guarantee me and you could talk to anybody, yeah. and I could convince them that they're selling something, whether right. they know 100%. it or not. 100%. Unless, yeah, yeah. There's some, everyone is selling something, and, it, and you know, I don't like that sales has, like, sometimes a pejorative context, like, oh, you're just a salesman. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I, I hope our podcast shows people that, like, no, there are people there's out there There's more value that, than that. Yeah, there's way, you know, there are people out there that, yeah, I, I want to sell you a house, but I want to sell you me, too. Well, I want to sell you that relationship, so that way you can call me up when your escrow is yeah taxes, questions. And or, I know there's a transaction involved, but, like, I don't even feel like I'm selling. Right, right. Like, I'm... Uh, it's a certain it, uh, we're to me we're in the service industry oh definitely man I mean, we're I mean, providing I don't, I don't service. Build the houses people have to pay for it yeah i mean they buy insurance they're buying service. real estate yeah but they're paying yeah they're paying for the service mm-hmm. that goes along with it yeah. yeah so there's a stipulation of like oh the sales guys are you know da, 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 but yeah. Yeah. i mean it is a, it's a service provider not really sales yeah. person yeah i mean anyone can like seriously, I love watching YouTube. Like anyone can sell you this pen, you know that famous like sell me the pen. I can't. I can't yeah. sell you the pen I because can't do we it. don't give a shit. Because we're, we're we <laughs> care about what the pen. relationship. Yeah. You know, do you even want a pen? Yeah. Do you you do, know, you do. don't. Okay. Well, then that's the end of that conversation. Yeah. How are your kids doing? You know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and really, once we get these guests going, I think because people will stop caring so much about us. But you know, yeah. Yeah. maybe we're not. Irrelevant. But yeah, we um. We would love to hear from from you all and would love to see you guys as guests. Subscribe, leave us a review, and and please share. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I I mean, literally first one. So uh, I know we we stumbled through and it was painful sometimes, but I think it'll be really good going forward. We've got a lot to learn. Like Andrew said, if you could please subscribe, that's such a big deal. Please leave a review. That really helps with people seeing the podcast and hopefully, hopefully you guys can get something out of it. So let us know what you want to hear about. If you want to be a guest, let us know. If you want, if you have a guest idea, let us know. And let's get hyped about 2021. I'm, I'm oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get hyped. And I hope you guys get outside and get your endorphins rolling, outside or inside. But a little exercise makes getting hyped a little bit easier. Yep. So thanks. Right. See you guys.